All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. in my office and I heard a rocket. Describe the rocket, sir. Does this mean we're not DJ Nibbus here with you with another episode of the Hordes of Chaos on Metal Tavern Radio Podcast. Opening up there, Dream Theater doing some Rainbow Stargazer. I know both uh, DJ Neko and myself love that original track. I don't know if she's heard the theater version, so she'll get a treat out of that. Uh, lots to get to today. Uh, just got done not too long ago checking out the new Cal Decapitation album, and that is fucking amazing. You won't hear any in this episode, because I've already got everything planned out. But you'll be hearing some stuff from them on the next one. So, uh, for those of those that are big fans... I love the last record, by the way. New record is just as good. Continues kind of on with a similar sound and uh, arrangements and whatnot. It's fucking amazing. Uh, like I said, lots to get to. And the music scene, I've got news on Slayer, Megadeth, uh, Arch Enemy, and Joe Satriani. And then in the movie news, uh, stuff from Marvel's Black Widow, Ace Ventura 3, and more Godzilla regarding Mothra. And speaking of which, I'm going to get myself out of the house tonight a little bit. I mean, I'm still trying to get over this fucking cold. I don't know why it's hanging around, but it just is. Uh, but I'm going to try to get out. I'm going to go check out uh, Knives Out, I think, tonight. Um, just to go do something, because the wife is out, and I'm getting kind of bored. haven't done anything in a while, so I might go check that out. So I hear good reviews about it. A lot of big names in it. Don't know how good it is, but looks interesting anyway. So uh, I've got some stuff, a lot of new stuff, obviously, as usual. Uh, i got some Silver Tomb. Uh, Bestial Invasion, in fact, I just sort of saw, they posted a YouTube clip of the song I'm playing, so that's cool. Pinnacle, Disgust, Unfoundable Ruination, Rock Block, I got some Cadaver, Black Mountain, Year of the Cobra. I uh, also got some Dustwalker, Moonrike, Fjords, uh, Celtifrog, also Ectoplasma, new stuff. Ugh, good stuff, good stuff. 
Uh, before I get into the first uh, block here, news about kitties. Um, as you all know, we love cats here. Uh, little Bub, the uh, little cat from 2011, uh, who was dealing with feline dwarfism, has passed away, sadly. Uh, he was facing a lot of different issues, but, you know, his bone structure, and of course he had the little tongue that would hang out all the time. Very cute cat. Uh, finally passed away in his sleep, I guess. It's been kind of a tough year in that regard, because Grumpy Cat also passed away this year. So it kind of sucks that both of these uh, internet sensations and icons in the cat world have gone on and moved on. But just figured I'd pass that along. Kind of sucks. Cute little guy. And it's sad to see him go, but he was a pretty big legend in the internet world. All right. First block we've got going on. This is a band called Introspect Sovereign. Yeah. 
Silver Tomb, so true. Before that, Officium Trisp, Just Smoke and Mirrors. Now, for those that aren't familiar, uh, Silver Tomb actually is a, a band consisting of former Typo Negative members, uh, John Kelly and Kenny Hickey, as well as agnostic front guitarist Joseph James, bassist Hank Hell from Seventh Void, and keyboards and guitarist Aaron Jews from Imperium. Uh, they actually formed probably back in 2017, but they're just now releasing their debut record called Edge of Existence, and that was one of the songs off of there called So True. Pretty interesting. I checked it out. I don't know if I'm digging it that much. Like I, I kind of like uh, A Pale Horse Named Death a little better because they're a little bit closer to what Typo was. Um, obviously, you don't want to copy what you were doing before because you know, Peter Steele's here no more. So The guys are bringing something new and fresh with their take there it's got some good tracks on it. it's not bad i just wasn't feeling the whole thing but either way very cool uh some music news here slayer gets done with their uh touring their finale basically saying they're retiring and uh, you know they've had a great career and i've seen them probably about four to seven times throughout the years starting back in 1990 with the clash of the titans tour at red rocks in colorado Every time I saw them throughout the years, they were fantastic. Um, the last one, this last May, um, at Merriweather, and stage show was phenomenal. <laughs> Incredible. One of the best nights ever I've seen with the Slayer. Uh, our series without Jeff Hanneman, who passed away a few years ago, but Gary Holt did a sweet job of filling in. Uh, band sound tight as ever. I guess the question remains is, do we really believe that this was their final hurrah? You know what I mean? Like, we see it all the time. Motley Crue did it uh, a couple years ago, but now they're talking about getting back and touring again. Like, it's just like, it's almost like football players who can't retire and just know that it's enough. Like, it's, you gotta keep doing it. Now, granted, if they're physically able to do it, great, but, I mean, you know, at some point you just, you know, I've seen other acts that are aging and out there trying to do this shit and they're just not pulling it off because their bodies can't handle it like they can't do the stuff they used to do and it's kind of embarrassing unfortunately uh we obviously all get love for nostalgia and stuff like that but sometimes you just gotta know when to say when now to fair to slayer seeing them back in may they didn't even look like they really lost a step so you know maybe they do have some more left in the tank i don't know uh, on the Megadeth front, uh, there's talk now that there might be a new release from Megadeth in January. Um, apparently some of the talk about some of the tracks that Mustaine has written for the next record have seemed pretty good. Like, it's got a lot of great reviews. I have not heard anything from him yet. I usually hold off till I can actually hear the whole record, depending on how desperate I get. <laughs> Uh, but the other thing is, you know, Mustaine is also dealing with throat cancer uh, stuff, so how does that play into what he's done, and how is it going to come out? <clears throat> and, and whether or not they're even going to tour for that record, I don't know. I don't think 
it will be. He says he's going to fight through it, which is great. So we'll see how that plans out for him. Uh, but right now they are saying that maybe trying to get a record out in January. So that's kind of exciting news on that. Next block of music coming your way. Uh, brand new stuff, Beastial Invasion here. The Garden of Earthly Delights.
anime from Darken and you are listening to the Horse of Chaos only on Metal Tavern Radio. So, has anyone had a chance to check out the new uh, trailer for Black Widow yet? We knew it was coming, and uh, frankly, I really liked it. Uh, obviously, a, the timeline, it's not going to be transparent after Endgame if you've been keeping up with the Marvel stuff at all, because clearly something happens to Black Widow, but... Um, but... This movie uh, is actually going to focus on Black Widow's character from Scarlett Johansson and the character of Natasha Romanoff. And it deals more with her past and where she comes from. And I'm not totally... Like, like I've never been a big comic book fan, per se. Like, I don't know the history. Like, Neko is so much better at this stuff than I am. Uh, but <clears throat> some of the characters I saw in Black Widow... Namely, one of the guys. And it looks like it's a guy that plays the sheriff in Stranger Things. I, don't, I forget the actor's name, but <laughs> he's kind of funny in this, and he's got this suit that looks familiar, but I don't know who he is. Um, so it all kind of plays into her past, and of course, you can probably see uh, Clinton Barton, who plays Hawkeye, in there somewhere as well. Uh, they have a, a history together as well, so. But the trailer looks amazing. Um, Marvel's really done a really nice job with everything. It's unfortunate they they couldn't release this shit like in in a incorrect timeline. So usually when you go back to watch this shit, you gotta rearrange it all around to get everything to make sense. And that includes like a lot of the TV series, like uh, off of Netflix and The Shield that was on TV and whatnot as well. So. Uh, or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., excuse me, not The S.H.I.E.L.D., Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But it, it all, someone did a timeline a long time ago before they even got to the last few movies, and it makes sense if you watch it in that order. Uh, the other news I saw this morning was uh, Ace Ventura 3 might be happening, and that's with uh, Jim Carrey. He made his life, or his career, basically off Ace Ventura 1. The second movie was okay, not quite as good as the first. Um, not sure if it's really necessary to go back into this well, but I, I dig it, um, as long as it's done well. So, hopefully, if they do it, it comes out pretty good. Um, I don't know much about it, only that they've been talking about doing it and Carrie being involved, so that's, that's cool. Alright, let's jump back into the metal. New stuff from Disgust, botched Visectomy. Who's 
Hey there, this is Hugo Flores from Factory of Dreams and you're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. Enjoy the music. Alright, it's about that time for the Rock Block now. Gonna kick it off with some brand new stuff from Cadaver, Children of the Night.
Do you live life in the fast lane? Do you have the need for speed? Well, if you're a racing fan and want to be a part of a winning team, then contact Carmichael Racing. Carmichael Racing is currently looking for sponsors for the upcoming champ and flat card season. You can be a part of a long tradition of racing as Paul and Rhea L. race to the finish line at Mardella Speedway at Diamond Head Arena in Gilbert, PA, March 13th through the 15th, 2020. They will also be racing at Hunterstown Speedway and Capital City Speedway in Ashland, Virginia. Racing runs deep in the blood at Carmichael Racing, and they are looking to gain sponsors for a new upcoming season. If interested, you can contact them at 443-202-3016. That's 443-202-3016. You can also find them on Facebook at SRChamp36. Carmichael Racing. Together you can soar as the engines roar.
from Montreal, Canada. This is Bobby G from Mad Parish. You're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. Alright, DJ New is back with you with the Hordes of Chaos in the Metal Tavern Radio Podcast. That ends our rock block with her name is Kala, a song called Bleach. Uh, one thing I wanted to get to in music news here was, I ha- and this is going to take a minute because this this is kind of going back to a few months ago, um, while's back, but I'm an Arch Enemy fan. Um, I like a lot of their music throughout their catalog throughout the years, going back to Johan Leva as well. Uh... And of course, when Wages of Sin came out with Angela Gasso and vocals, I was blown away. I love that record a lot. When they finally went to Alyssa, uh, White Glue is from the Agonist to do the vocals, and Angela stepped down. She was only she's like the manager now or whatever. I thought it was a good move. I mean, uh, Alyssa's a great singer, um, very nice person, and whatnot. From what I can tell now, there's varying reports that she can be a real bitch. And but one of the things that my problem with Alyssa and the band at this juncture is <coughs> my opinion of course is that it's become more about uh what is it, image than it is music. Uh I haven't really dug the last few albums. They have a few good tunes here and there obviously, they're talented obviously, but uh, it just seems like the band is more versed around image now than it is about the actual quality of the music. And that's just that. Now, talking about an, an article where Arch Enemy guitarist, former Carcass guitarist Michael Amott, uh was interviewed and they asked him about the controversy surrounding Alyssa and some of the issues she's had as a front woman for the band. Um... And, of course, Michael went to bat for because, you know, she is a bandmate and whatnot. She's had, like, she left the agonist to go to Arch Enemy. And now the agonists say it was done nefariously and, like, without their knowledge, it, like, was like a shock to them that it happened. I, you know, I don't know if that's true or not. Um, I will say that any musician that gets a chance to basically step up, and that really is a step up in terms of, a band with a little more notoriety uh, makes sense. Like, I just, you know, if they came to us and said, you know, we really want you as our singer, I, I don't blame her for taking the jump. Now, whether or not she did it without telling her bandmates that she was with, I don't know. That That's anybody's guess. The band says she did it uh, without their knowledge and all this other stuff and holding them back. I don't know what's all going with that. Uh, the other thing is, She's a vegan, and apparently she really pushes that uh, on her platform, and it rubs people the wrong way. Again, I don't really care that she's vegan. I don't read enough about her and those, you know, I don't see enough of her post about that to really make that judgment of whether or not she's just preachy or whatever. It doesn't really make a difference to me. She can be whatever she wants to be. I'm going to eat steak and love it. Uh, I get I get some of the arguments for it, obviously. Uh, I'm not down with animal torture, and I wish there were better ways, but at the same time, I'm not going to just stop eating meat because that's just stupid. It is. Um, anyway, 
the biggest issue I have with Alyssa and also with Angela, and this is where Michael kind of comes into it because, you know, he's talking about how while we do live in a clickbait era when it comes to the internet and people jump to conclusions very fast, they read a headline and they, they come in and they shoot both guns, you know, without really looking into things. Uh, that's not really the case with what happened with the photographer. And for those that aren't aware... A few months back, a uh, music photographer had taken some photos of Alyssa and the band. And one of the pictures Alyssa either gave to one of her um, wardrobe, the, the girl that designed her or some of her clothing, uh, took the photo or got the photo from Alyssa and put it up and obviously used it as a promotion for her clothing line. Now... In the grand scheme of things, it's not really that big a deal, except the photographer did approach the girl who was running the clothing line and asked her, look, this was used without my consent. Uh, however, you can either pay, like, I don't know, it was like 50 bucks or whatever it was. I don't know. It wasn't a lot, I don't think. And then, or donate it to something that he had chosen, like some sort of charity. So the guy really wasn't trying to be an asshole, but at the same time, he was trying to protect his his copyright to his photo. Now, the woman uh, running the clothing line kind of felt in a corner, so she kind of got unfairly, like, just trashed through all this between both sides, in my opinion. But she contacted Alyssa and then Alyssa went fucking ballistic. Uh told like told the photographer told everyone online in public that he should be banned from any metal shows and then Angela also sent him a nasty letter stating that he would never be used again yada 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 uh that's bush league shit right there okay i don't care who you are you don't you don't do that and i was you know again i love all of them i love their music i love their catalog uh a big fan, obviously, but you have to call a spade a spade, and you have to be accountable when you do something wrong. You just have to be. And one of my biggest problems is that Alyssa and Angela never actually apologized, or maybe they did. Like I think the photographer said they eventually worked it all out behind the scenes, so maybe that did get worked out in that way. I don't want to sound short there, but at this point with Michael, you know, coming out and saying that you know, people need to research stuff. Well, we did research it. In fact, that whole thing with the photographer got exposed and on so many levels. And obviously you had different people with different opinions on it. But, you know, a guy is protecting his work just like that woman would be protecting her line of clothing if someone started using her clothing without acknowledging it was hers or not paying for it or whatever. Um, that's how it works. So... Uh, I just I was disappointed that you know Alyssa and Angela handled themselves that way. You know I, I, I get it. It's tough enough for women in general. The, the clothing line chick, you know, she's trying to make her name herself. She eventually had to close her shit down because of all the death threats and everything else. That's why I say she caught the worst of it. And really, I have no problem saying that Alyssa and Angela had a hand in that because they could have handled it much better. So whether or not they're helping this girl get back on her feet or whatever, I don't know. Hopefully they are, but 
they also were a big part of why she had to close down because of the way they handled this whole fucking fiasco. And unfortunately, Michael, you're wrong about everything that's happening. Maybe you're right about the agonist stuff and the vegan stuff being a bit um, too uh, overreactionary, but as far as the whole, like, photographer shit, that's legit. There's no way around it. Any person that has a business, they're going to protect it, especially with copyright. <clears throat> Personally, for me, I'm not sure I would have made that big a deal with that guy, uh, with the photographer doing that. But again, it's his work, his right. And it was only the right thing for Alyssa and Angela to handle that much better and more professionally than they did. But that's all I'm going to say on that. I figured it was interesting to kind of close that up because uh, while I expect Michael to defend his bandmate as much as possible, he also is kind of clueless there with some of that stuff. Um, sometimes you just have to own it. You know what I mean? And to the to this point, I don't think they really have in that regard. They kind of just let it wash and fall by the wayside. But nevertheless, let's carry on with the music. Next uh, block I have for you has some Dust Walker and Moonrike. Going to kick it off though with some new stuff on Go Christ. Yeah. <laughs> 
humiliated, of course. to crawl this world all right so a couple more things to get to uh recently uh joe satriani is re-releasing uh his album surfing with the alien i mean I, I remember this record back in the 80s when i first heard and first heard of him and awesome awesome guitarist um influenced so many of today's guitarists uh Kurt Hammack, uh, Steve Vai were a couple of them that were influenced by Sach and taught by Sach. Uh, but anyway, the thing about Sach releasing the re-releasing this album is that he's got some added tracks in it. I think they're demo tracks, but if you remember the album cover, it was basically because it's like Surfing with the Alien. He's got the Silver Surfer on the cover. And I guess, I don't know if he had to really worry about copyright back then so much as you do now, but he's changing the artwork because of the licensing that would be the cost of it to keep the original artwork. So that makes sense because Marvel's really big right now. And to do that means you have to pay them the copyright for the art. So he's changing it. It looks like it's going to be a guitar instead of a board. I don't even know if he's got a surfer on it at all. It's just got the guitar there. So it doesn't look as great as the original. But it was an interesting article that I read about. I was kind of surprised uh, that Marvel would make that much of a deal about it. But, you know, it is what it is. It's how it is. You know, again, you're getting paid for your stuff. 
So he's changing his mind on how the artwork's going to be, but music is still grand. Love it. Uh, other news. More on Godzilla. Apparently, uh, now the other stuff I've been talking about were more like theories and not so much in stone, but this seems to be a little bit more likely, and this comes off of the end credits to King of the Monsters, that Mothra is going to be making a return in Godzilla vs. Kong, so that this seems more a little more solidified than anything else that we've read like regarding like maybe King Ghidorah coming back or Mechagodzilla or anything like that. Um, it seems to be a big, big, big possibility that Mothra's coming back and based upon the Easter eggs, ha ha ha, uh, at the end of the King of the Monsters where you saw Mothra's egg, uh, that will play a part. And of course, they talk about in the article about how they actually had a second Easter egg at the end uh, that would have featured more of the twins as well as Mothra itself, but they left that out. So hopefully uh, Mothra does return. Um, I'm hoping for a lot of different things with Godzilla and Kong. I'm hoping that's why they're prolonging it because I, I just... It, it, it's hard to follow up King of the Monsters in the sense that you've got all these great monsters that are being featured and then we're just back down to Godzilla and Kong. I just gotta have more. Gotta have more. It's gotta be bigger, grander than what you had before that. So we'll see how that goes. Alright. We're gonna plow through the rest of this stuff now. Uh, coming up we got some Celtifog, uh, Kelp Fog, I guess you'd pronounce it. Ectoplasma, Juliet Massacre. Gonna kick out this next block though with some new stuff from Ford's Fjords, I guess you're how to pronounce it. It's called Prometheus. Pretty cool shit. Check it out.
Was denkst du? Was ist Natur? Du siehst die Wälder, wie sie grünen. Du hörst die Vögel singen. Du spürst sanften Strahlen der Sonne auf deiner Haut. Hingegen kannst du die Wurzeln nicht sehen. Tief in der Erde, umhüllt von Dunkelheit, Kälte und Nässe, umgeben von Insekten und Würmern.
Treasure Power Metal Band from Switzerland. And you are listening to the Metal Temple Radio. Satan, 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 our Lord and Master. I acknowledge thee as my God and Prince. I promise to serve and obey thee as long as I shall live. I renounce the other God and all the saints.
right, the August Butchery by the Juliet Massacre. TJ Nibbis, back with you on the Middletown Radio Podcast. Getting ready to close this bitch out. I want to thank you all for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it. Got one track left for you today from a band called Veil of Mist, Ghost of Winter. Take care, y'all.